Welcome to Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast with your host, Cheryl Roseborough, visionary with self-esteem elevated. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Roseborough, visionary with self-esteem elevated. Today, I will be concluding part two in the series on the unshakable power of prayer. This week's subject is called the favor of God. As I was preparing for this week's episode, I seriously was in a bit of a mental quandary, trying to make a decision on who I would finish the series out with. You see, I had it set in my mind that I would focus on Miriam, you know, Moses' sister. But for some reason, I just kept feeling there was someone else that God wanted me to focus on. There are several women that I have deep admiration for in the Bible. I even considered Queen Esther and even Mary, the mother of Jesus. But I still wasn't at ease with any of these options. Finally, when I sat down to pray, it hit me like a ton of bricks, one that you would not think anyone would pay close attention to. But what I see every time I read her story is a woman full of faith and God's favor that was very apparent in her life. And that is Rahab the harlot. Yes, you heard me correctly. Rahab the harlot. In this episode, you will see God's hand of protection over Rahab, the value that God gave her and deliverance and redemption for a woman least likely to be in the line of favor of God. See, it overshadowed her life by a very simple prayer that many miss when they read the text. One woman that the world discounted, but is her prophetic prayer declarations that we will see that God saved a woman that is mentioned in also three different chapters in the New Testament, and who is listed as one of the great-grandmothers to Jesus, our Messiah. Let's be honest about the story of Rahab. We know her occupation is questionable, and she lied to the king's soldiers. But Rahab's story is still one full of faith, courage, salvation, and redemption, all covered in God's not just favor, but uncommon favor. Let's dive into her story. We're introduced to Rahab in the book of Joshua. Her story unfolds with her identity in man's eyes. As we see in Joshua chapter 2, verse 1, we are introduced to Rahab. Then Joshua, son of Nun, sent two men secretly into Shittim as spies, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a harlot whose name was Rahab and spent the night there. What has always been in question with biblical scholars for centuries is whether that word translates to an innkeeper or if she ran a brothel house. Nevertheless, she is introduced to us by her occupation, a prostitute, her life, and her reputation. Need I say more? For contextual understanding of this narrative prior to Rahab, let's take a few steps back where we go to the book of Deuteronomy, where it ends with chapter 34 with the death of Moses. Now the book of Joshua starts with God giving Joshua full authority to lead the Israelites over the Jordan River and take over the land that God had promised them. Yes, Joshua took over as leader after Moses' death. But in order to take over this new land that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and now Moses, Joshua would need to send spies to the land of Jericho, occupied by some pretty treacherous people called the Canaanites. And who were these Canaanites that occupied Jericho? Well, they were idolatrous people. They worshiped false gods from Baal to the storm god to the god of fertility. They sacrificed children to these gods. They were violent and sexually immoral. And Rahab lived amongst the city as a harlot. Her home was built on the walls of the city and that would one day fall. Joshua sent these spies in there. And if you notice in that text, go read it. As I always tell you, go read it for proper context. She hid them under the flax on her roof. Let me pause here for a minute. 
Rahab was very strategic. Flax has to have a place to dry, so it wouldn't have been unusual for that particular time of the year for there to be flax out on the rooftop drying. Let's go back to the story. I can just imagine the look on her face when these two spies showed up, because what is important to note is, first, Rahab knew that they served the God Yahweh. Second, the Israelites had a huge army that could wipe out their entire city fast. Third, the God who had his hand of protection over a nation of people had people show up at her door. And fourth, this is the God who kept saving these Israelites from themselves time and time again. Rahab all this had all of this for proper context. <laughs> but Rahab was smart. What I gather to be honest about her lie is that she knew that God was coming for Jericho and she did not want to be in direct line for the enemy to destroy her family. I would gather that she wanted and feared their God. And this would be her opportunity to find out who God was. What I truly believe that Rahab's prayer was a prophetic declaration, agreement, and a covenant with these men that would allow their God to save her family and her entire lineage. When the, when the king's soldiers showed up, she told them, oh, they've gone on the outer skirts when they closed the gates. Go hurry and find them. That was her lie. But what we see when she came upstairs afterwards onto her roof, we see her prophetic announcement of truth that was enveloped in chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 that says, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt in fear of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond the Jordan to Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. As soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no courage left in any of us because of you. The Lord your God is indeed God in heaven above and on earth below. That was her prophetic declaration saying, I know who your God is. But her prophetic declaration and announcements was followed by her plea and her prayer in the King James Version in verse 12. So that's why some people miss it, because you only see these words in the King James Version. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token and that you will spare my father and mother, brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. And there were conversations and instructions from verses 13 to 19 that sealed the bond of this agreement. As I pick back up in verse 21 is where Rahab signed this contract and her words were specifically, so be it. And they asked her to tie the scarlet cord on her window and she was directed that would protect her home when the Israels would come in to conquer the city. What is important to note here is the tying of the scarlet cord in the window. See, the color of the cord is the portrayal of the blood of the lamb that we read about in Exodus during the Passover. If the blood was over your doorpost during Passover, then your home and everyone inside of it would be saved. But if you failed to obey the instructions, the favor and the protection over their home would not hold up. Rahab prayed a prayer of life and salvation for her entire family. She prayed a prayer of faith that released God's favor to cover her for generations to come. In the last episode, you know where we were focused on Solomon. I shared that God's favor changed circumstances and situations. This is what happened to Rahab. It changed her circumstance and her situation. It increased her faith. It provided protection and discernment. And it provided peace in her mind and her heart. 
Last but certainly not least of those five that I listed last week, it opened up the door for love, hope, and communication with God. See, God's favor opens up doors that no man can shut and makes room for others to see the power of God. And it happened in Rahab's life by tying that scarlet cord outside her window. But we see through Rahab is a woman that was not in church. There is no mention of her knowing God. She just knew of the God of the Israelites and she feared and she had reverence of God. She knew enough to be intrigued by Yahweh. But there wasn't someone standing over her either reading the scripture. There wasn't a Bible. There wasn't someone judging her. God knew who she was and her occupation allowed the entire city and those that would come through the city to know who she was. She was definitely not hidden. But none of this stopped her from being mentioned in the lineage of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 verse 5 or as a hero of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 31 or by Paul in James chapter 2 verse 25 where she was considered righteous by her acts of kindness by hiding the spies. Remember, she was a Canaanite woman. These Canaanites were sacrificing children and living in a land full of idolatry. But God somehow saw fit to use a woman that the world considered disposable, unworthy of love and respect. God took a woman with the reputation to fulfill his purpose. So why wouldn't God use us or use you or any of us to fulfill his purpose? So as these spies came back with Joshua and moved by the direction of God to overtake the city, Rahab's unshakable power of prayer granted her uncommon favor with God and with man. As the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho with priests and trumpets for once a day for six days, no word spoken and not one arrow was shot. But on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. And on the seventh time around was released the sound of the trumpets and they shouted and the walls fell. Okay. I got to pause here for a minute. Nothing was done, just a shout and the walls fell. These were concrete walls, brick walls, whatever kind of walls they were building. I didn't do enough research to see what kind of walls they had, but the walls fell. That talks to the magnitude and the power of God. See, Rahab saw these walls come tumbling down. One thing that we can say is that she knew that Yahweh would save her. God answered for the Israelites so he could answer for her. In chapter 6, verse 22, Joshua said specifically, So the two men who had spied out the land go into the prostitute's house and bring the woman out of it and all who belong to her as you swore to her. I just can't imagine being Rahab and her family walking through the debris of Jericho. I personally myself would have to stop and take a quick moment and praise God for his hand of protection and granting me favor to walk out whole and unharmed. You see, for me, I would be shouting and crying and taking a praise break the entire walk out of that city. Yes, Rahab was a prostitute behind those walls, but she was redeemed as she walked outside of those walls. A woman that was judged by her occupation and God said, love said not so. In verse 25, God showed Rahab favor. But Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her, Joshua spared. Her family has lived in Israel ever since, for she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. All of the people, it was her family that God saved, redeemed, and showed his unfailing love for even the least of them. Rahab was a woman full of faith that allowed redemption to come forth from the favor of God. 
What I have learned is this. God's favor is unmerited and it can show up in life at any given time. I had those moments where I've needed God's favor and I will be honest. There have been moments I've been sitting in the middle of a meeting and knew that I needed the favor of God to show up as I walked out that door. And there were things that happened time after time after time after time as I've walked outdoors where God showed his hand of protection and favor to lead me into the promised land that he'd had for me. I remember even I was calling one time about a book that I wanted for a gift basket I was doing and God flipped up the conversation as the person answered the phone and ended up having a meeting and two weeks later ended up being working with them as a client and became my largest client to date. So I can tell you when God's favors up on your life, there's nothing and no one can stop it. But what we see in Rahab is a woman that heard about God how he had delivered his people. We see a woman that is in some way wanted that same God to deliver her. When God's favor covers you that we see in Joshua chapter one, everywhere your feet trod would be blessed soil. See, that scripture came before Rahab was even introduced to us. So it was already the stage was set for her to have that blessed soil in her life. See, by faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. That was in Hebrews 11, verse 31. Right in the middle of her sin, God showed his grace, his mercy, and love. God used her right where she was. God doesn't need us to be perfect. All God asks us to be in position and available. God will deliver us from our fears, our doubts, our insecurities, and sin. God says, I see you and you have found favor in my sight. So if you're listening to this today, God says, I see you and you have found favor. All of us have some form of sin that tells us that we're not worthy. It may not be like Rahab's or it might be, but what God will do is kiss your cheek and show you his love as he walks you right out of your sin and middle of everything else dying around you. See, remember everything was dying around Rahab. So you could hear, I can just, I can just hear it now. The walls crumbling, the rocks falling and all of the dust and the debris and everything. And that family being led out by those spies. Whew, powerful moment. But as I close out this podcast, I want to ask you a few questions and leave you with encouragement. See, we all have the ability to have the unshakable power of prayer that walks us right into who God wants us to be. As you see, Solomon stayed in God's presence for wisdom, but Rahab had only heard about God. She had no relationship with God. So I want to ask you, how is your prayer life? Are you a Solomon or a Rahab? Are you constantly seeking and searching that you may find God? Are you just a spectator to the power of God, but needed in your life? And I want to say, what is stopping you from believing that God's Favor is available to you because I promise you it is available to every single one of us. Not only God's favor, but God's uncommon favor is available to you. God is no respect of persons that we read in Romans chapter 2 verse 11. God used the least likely and made her righteous. God can use you right where you are and make you righteous by using your unshakable power of prayer and having his wisdom and favor and love, and peace, and grace, and power in your life. It's available. Let God touch 
heal, and deliver every part of you that deems you unworthy. Let God pour his favor upon your life for the world to see. So that's it for this week. Do you have a prayer request? Do you need to see God's favor in your life in this season? Well, I invite you to send us an email at selfesteemelevated.org. If you have a comment or if you have a question about this podcast or any of the podcasts that are available, please write us, email us. We would love to hear from you. And until next time, I want to leave you with my motto. Remember to do you and do you well. Bye for now. Thanks for joining Elevated Life, wisdom that transforms. Don't forget to check out our website at selfesteemelevated.org and follow us on social media at Self Esteem Elevated. Until next time, be blessed.